We're looking at the second part of this great commandment that Jesus gave us, that he, when asked the question, uh, what is the greatest of all the commandments? He said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then he went on to say, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the, the, the law and the prophets hang on these two things. There's no greater commandments. So let's have a look at the second part. Loving your neighbor as yourself. The first part of that great commandment was a quotation from Deuteronomy 6, as I said earlier on. But the second one is a quotation from Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 through to 18. I want you to read that for yourself, if you don't mind, please. Read it for yourself. Leviticus 19, verses 9 through to 18. It's repeated eight times in the Bible. Eight times. James called it, as I said earlier, the royal law of love. James chapter 2, verse 8. It would cover and include all of the commandments, an expression of what Christ is like and what Christ likens in a person would do and would not do. It's an expression of true spirit-infused love. Read Leviticus 19, verses 9 through to 18. It gives you a number of aspects that would include be included in this. I'm just going to touch some things for myself, but read that for yourself. Just quickly, I want to highlight a few things, aspects that are found in the Scriptures and ask you, please, and to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal how you, how your church are part of and need His grace and help to become more like Him. The first one of these is, Jesus said, is, if you really love me, you would obey my commandments. And this is love, that we walk in his obe and obedience to commands. And you can read for yourself in John chapter 13. I'm going to quickly just read those two verses from you, verse 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give you, love me, oh sorry, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. The second and the great commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love one another. This is a new commandment. As I've loved you, love one another. Amazing. Really. You see, it's unconditional love. It's love like his. Read for yourself 1 John chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Christ was willing to pay the total price. That was his love for us. And he says, now love one another like that. Love your neighbor like that. And you could read 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through to 19 as well. As you, And then he goes on to say, not only as I have loved, but as you love yourself. In other words, if you haven't found your own self-worth, you're not going to be able to love people like God wants you to love them. Now, how do you find your own self-worth? Well, to me, folk, you find it through the Word of God. You find, you don't go on these self-love courses. You look at what God says. And God says, I love you so much that I was willing to give Jesus Christ, my one and only begotten Son. That's the love I have for you, to let Him suffer, to die, to be buried, 
cursed by people to become sin. That's how much I love you. You find your own self-worth when you see how much you're worth to God. And God reveals this in the scriptures. And I want to read this to you. I want you to turn with me, if you don't mind, to Psalm 139. I want to tell you, it's a verse that's a scripture that you should read very often. Psalm 139. I'm going to pick up uh, in um, verse 13. And I'm going to read a few verses here. Read them with me, please. God's word says this. For you, this is God, how God created. You, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And then he says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of, the, of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. God wants us to understand he made us. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He was involved in it right from when we were in our mother's wombs. Before that, that's how much God, God loves us. Fuck, how can we not see our own self-value when we look at it through the eyes of Jesus? When you look at it through your past or what people have said, and then you try to mesmerize or convince yourself that you're different, that's not going to help for long. The next time somebody says oh, something unkind to us, about us, spreads rumors about us, gossips about us, we come unglued again. But when this, the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, is impacted in our lives, renews our minds, we begin to see how valuable we really are. We don't assess our value by our performance, but by Christ's words, what He says about us. And we keep that and He'll never change his attitude towards us. I, the Lord, change not. He is immutable. What he was, he is, and what he is, he will be forever. That's how he sees you. Whether you succeeding or failing, that's how he sees you. And then you say, wow, now I can value myself without any self-promotion and pride striving and fighting for recognition. This is how God sees me. Now I'm in the position where God's love can start to be poured out in my heart by the Holy Spirit through my life to touch others. So let's go back as yourself. It would include being there for others, having compassion on them, like the Good Samaritan. I'm just going to hurry through some of these things. Those in any kind of need, being there for them. It would also include being kind to them. In your words, what you say, what you do, even what you put on the internet, social media, from the pulpit. The number of times I have sat, especially as an older man, and been embarrassed, as it were, 
by the things that people have said that I know are aimed at me. From the pulpit, people have had a go at me. But I've always got to go back to not what they're saying, but what does God say? Be kind with your words from the pulpit. You're kind. Be kind to those in the streets. Be kind through your actions as well as your words. And that would also include sharing with others what you have, what God's given to you. Luke chapter 3 verse 11. Read it for yourself. It would also include forgiving others. The Matthew 6 and the uh, Matthew 18, you know, the 70 times, seven times kind of forgiveness. It would also include serving others like Jesus did. It would, it would also include generosity. In your attitudes and in your actions. It would include being gracious, showing respect, showing understanding, making allowance and room for people's humanity. It would also include caring for their well-being. Philippians 2, 4 says, look after others' interests. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us love protects. Love your neighbor as yourself. Protect them. Protect their reputation. Protect them from harm to the best of your ability under God. It will also include sharing their joys and their sorrows. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who, who mourn. It would include praying for others. It would include honesty. And those of us in ministry, I wonder if we love people enough to be honest with them about what God says, even when they're wrong, when they're sinning. Instead of just giving positive texts, to be honest. How God feels about people who do the wrong things, not about them as people, but how they affect God. Be honest with people. No deception. It would also include no gossip, no rumours, no malice, no injustice, no revenge. Then it would also include all of those things that Acts chapter 2 verses 42 to 47 and Acts chapter 4 verses 32 to 37, the, the early church devoted themselves to. The apostles' teaching, fellowship, prayer, um, all those breaking of bread, etc., devoted themselves. All of this is loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And I believe also, those of us who are in full time preaching ministry, pastoring, caring for people, it will also include leaders being raised up. If we love our neighbors as we love ourselves, then we want leaders to be raised up, to count more for God, to give it all they've got. I'm amazed at the church today, it's, especially in the western part of the world. So few people are making themselves available for, for being pastors, called to ministry, apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Anyway, let me just move on. It would include also people fulfilling the Great Commission, planting churches, 
helping other church plants, the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Paul's letters to Timothy are so important when seeking to assess our so-called success in ministry. Read them regularly. I want to just give you the scriptures and maybe read one or two of them quickly. The first one is 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul writes to this young pastor, and what he's saying is so important. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, where did I say? Verse 15. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. He says this. Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, and listen to this, and who correctly handles, divides the word of truth. Can I read that again? Do your best. In other words, give it all you've got. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, like Christ loved. Give it all you've got, no half-heartedness. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman, Correctly, that Greek word means to cut straight or without deviation. When we read the scriptures, we, we read them and say what they really mean. I want to just give you quickly 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I'll just read them quickly to you. All scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scriptures. Read the Scriptures. Love them. All of this is God, by the Spirit of God, renewing our minds and helping us then to do it His way, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, and to love our neighbors as Christ loved us. And then in 2 Timothy 4, in the presence of God, verse 1 says, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Preach the word. So little word preaching today. Texts added in, but not the Bible. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Now, this requires more than merely studying or reading the word of the Bible. 
It will also involve serious delving into God's word, meditation with an open mind, prayerfully and faithful living before God. Remember I've quoted in that last message, Psalm 1 verse 2, meditate day and night. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that has to be something that we ourselves obey and we teach. Please remember that this is the word of truth and that it gives us all the information and impartation we need to be fruitful, effective and successful. Peter tells us with that we need to add to our faith. Read Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10 and then, sec, then verses chapter 3 verse uh, chapter 1 verses 3 the whole of the world. Read 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 11. Now what I'm trying to make, the point I want to make here is we can't stand still in our journey with Christ if we want to have a successful as best as we know how ministry. We've got to if we're not going forward, we're going backward. Jude tells us, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy. Keep yourself in the love of God. And so we need, and I come try to bring this to a close now, <clears throat> we need to impact society. We need to be influential for Jesus. And so look behind you at who is coming after you. Who's coming? Are the people really following? And what is coming after you? Not only who, but what? Is it good? And please remember this. When God calls us, God gives us authority. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 and Luke chapter 9 verse 1, it says, Jesus called the 12 disciples together and he gave them authority over every demon and authority to cure diseases. This is to some extent successful ministry. Yes, I know. Till we get there that one day, we stand before that judgment seat, the fire is applied. Only then will we know whether it was gold, silver, precious stone, or whether it was wood, hay, sub, or whatever. But God promises us this. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 22 and 24, as long as we're alive in this body, there is fruitful, fruitful. Fruitful has to be successful under God. Fruitful labor for us to do. And you could have a look in closing at Psalm 92, verses 12 through to 15. Psalm 92 so important. Well, I hope this is helpful. Please be honest. Please say to God, God, I don't want to cover up. You desire, desire truth in the inward parts. That's where you desire it. That's a person who can stand in the presence of God. He's holy hill. It's to do within here. Humility, integrity. Father, please help us. That's what I'm asking you to pray to face these things before it's too late and then to let you change us. It's still time. God, we've still got time. Pray along those lines and ask God to help your life to be so influential 
to impact others that following behind you. Quality, quantity, God life. Father, thank you. You are faithful. You who called us will do it. And what we commit to you, you are able to keep until that day. I commit your sons, your daughters, your people to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for them. Amen. Blessings on you. Enjoy life. Enjoy ministry. God's good and he's worth it. Amen.